Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Summertime in Pittsburgh on a Friday night, Audrey. I don't know where summer is going by. I mean, it seems like it's just begun, but I feel like it's ending. It's going by too quick. But we have Kate Dewey in the house. We do. We have to jump right into the show. Woo! Immediately. I know. The founder. Kate Dewey in the house, the co-founder. Yes. Conspirator. Conspirator. Nice. Visionary. (laughs) I love it. Of Upprise, one of the many things that she's had her hand in over the past couple of years. Thanks, Audrey. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Yeah. It's great. It is so great. So let's let's sort of talk about Upprise, right? Because that's just, let's just focus on one area of your your many interests and capabilities. So let's talk about Uprise. Get, sort of frame it out. Sure. Uprise was founded four years ago, and it's probably the largest competition of its kind. It's partnered with BNY Mellon. They really are the underwriters. It's designed to leverage technology to tackle social issues. So what does that mean, though? What is social well, innovation means, and social issues? So it means... Um, Taking technology and solving an issue in terms of direct service, so a better way to triage a, an individual. Not It doesn't always have to be technology, but for the purpose of Uprise this year, it does need to be technology. It's got to be technology. Oh, good. Okay. At the uh, system level, you have, like last year, BlastPoint. That was a data analytics tool that allows you to do very localized problem solving, but also allows you to look at systems and how we're delivering services and be able to be very futuristic in terms of where we think demand is. And so it can be direct service. It can be at the organizational level. It can be around systems reform, or it could be meeting a need that never existed before. As a result of our continual evolution as a society, and that brings the good and the bad, mm-hmm. those solutions that tackle something that 10 years ago, people would have said, we don't need that. Exactly. And today right. we do. So so what has surprised you over the last few years? I think the, the wonderful surprise is the fact that Uprise does more, it's more than just awarding money. Right. Because we looked at this as how do we jumpstart in this community, which we believe could be the hub of social innovation, how do we jumpstart solutions that can be scaled? And when we, this is our third round. So the first round, we said, who knows what's coming in? Yeah. Right. And we had 100 applications and some formidable solutions. Uh, Marinus Analytics, human trafficking, the rock star of the most accurate uh, tool that can break human trafficking rings. And they are now global. Just amazing. Getting it started here in Pittsburgh because of the uprise. Yeah, and it it really tested our assumption is that many people don't think of the uh, community sector, the nonprofit sector, as a place to do business Mm -hmm. and also make a difference. Mm -hmm. And it has changed it locally. Oh, it's changed it locally. But it's also, these are solutions, many of them, which have already scaled. And so because there isn't a lot of activity in the nonprofit space, Coming in, there is an opportunity to serve 1.4 billion uh, million organizations throughout the United States. Jeez. Segmented. Wow. It's a huge sector. Very cool. 
and it you know it's it it is lucrative in terms of there are there's a market within the nonprofit sector if your solution's right on the money and well, people need it also the fascinating thing for me that i've observed is the proliferation of nonprofits i mean that has really occurred over 20 30 years mm-hmm. and very often they can't leverage the capabilities to make them more efficient it that is probably the key issue and so when we did our focused conversations issue with nonprofits, it all was around systems. Build me a way that isn't so expensive to be able to do human resource tracking. Build me a way mm-hmm. to be able to track uh, areas in our uh, public domain that are, in fact, hazards in the environment. Give me a way. It's all about breaking right. the manpower lock that is in nonprofits. Mm-hmm and allowing technology to free up surplus capacity so that they can, in fact, address something else. And so they're much more efficient, but they don't have these solutions. They are so used to uh, people coming in and saying it's a plug-and-play, and it plugs but doesn't play. Right. Exactly. And right, so right. this, in fact, accelerates solutions that work because not only do we invest, but we then gather nonprofits to make sure it works. Sure. So well, talk about what it means to be – to to start a company or create an idea that scales and the intersection of that and um, profiting? So uh, um, ProVerify is a great great, uh, example. ProVerify, that company does uh, government clearances Mm -hmm. and very, very high-level government clearances. The problem we have in this community is doing clearances of volunteers and staff who are working with kids, seniors, oh, wow. special Oh, All the needs. new requirements, yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. and it's a very, Pennsylvania is one of the most complex systems. In addition, nonprofits, depending on what system they had previously signed up for, either uh, did a statewide check or a national check or a three-county check or whatever, and that wasn't sufficient. Hmm. And so what they said is, hey, we can apply our screening software to be able to screen for volunteers. And so they started for Allegheny County. We're opening up a community portal, which will make it much more efficient and customer-friendly for somebody like you, Andre, who wants to volunteer. Sign up one right. time, you're done. I won't get clearance, but yeah. Yeah, well, you might be <laughs> Right. But we could probably pull, we don't know some, if you... we could pull some strings, <laughs> maybe. maybe. She just um, wants to volunteer. <laughs> but now they've expanded to, like, the Hershey School. They're in a number really? of school districts. And so they are so excited that, that so this great. little opportunity turned out to Open be a very yeah. viable business model. And very lucrative. And very lucrative. Yeah. And nonprofits also apply. So you don't just have to be a for-profit. But for nonprofits who are really stressed exactly. about re-engineering their business plans for unrestricted revenue, some of the solutions they have, in fact, developed create the opportunity for them to generate revenue, which, in fact, can be put to mission. Sure. So whether you're a nonprofit or a for-profit, it works. But the lion's share of the investments have been in for-profit organizations. And I think when you think of eight out of ten of our investments in the last uh, two rounds are all in revenue-generating mode, in two years. It's amazing. That's a really cool number to be it spouting. Is, it is quite sure. phenomenal. Are there any trends in terms of what problems people are trying to solve? I think there are a number of trends. Uh, in addition to the system, it's information and referral is a huge issue because we've moved to more integrated services. And how do you keep apprised of what services is right for you or for me? 
And if you're a caseworker, you can't rely on just calling somebody. Mm -hmm. So how do you make that more efficient? Stanford's working on the issue nationally. We think locally we've got an opportunity. When you look at um, how do you figure out the best treatment methodology for somebody, Mm -hmm. it's based on really data analytics. And we can learn a lot, but we don't have those tools. Right. I know. That's something you right. see uh, coming into being. Yeah. When you look at scientific discovery and, and genomics and mm-hmm. what we're doing about individualized medicine for people who have mental health issues, mm-hmm. that's a huge breakthrough. For sure. So they're so, the kinds of issues that I think are on people's mind, in addition to the very practical. That's why we're so excited that Uprise is solving these. So if people want to learn more about Uprise, where can they go? Just and check uprise.org. Very fantastic. Thank you, Kate Dewey. Thanks for the work that you've done in this community and you continue to do. We're not the same without you. And you're helping us kick our show off on a super positive vibe because we've got got so much in front of us tonight. I wish you could hang out with us for the rest of the night. We have joining us tonight, Audrey, we have Trifecta Technology stopping by tonight. We also have uh, ERT and we have... Jim Futurell from the PRA coming All on right. board with Mark DeSantis from Robotics talking about the investment scorecard. IT is leading the way. We're very excited. So, Kate, thanks for hanging out with us. We do appreciate it. We're coming right back. Hey, thank you. Absolutely. After this quick break, this is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. We're from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. Then fly on over to Twitter at pghtech and see all the great things happening in Pittsburgh's technology ecosystem. So glad you are tuned in to Tech Vibe Radio tonight. Audrey, it's summertime, but the stories keep happening. The great people keep coming in the studio. I talk know. about the we could, adventures. We could do this show 10 hours a week. I know. It's ridiculous. But we only get one hour a week, and we try to make it the best hour on radio you can get, learning about great Pittsburgh tech companies. And we've got a great guy with us today. We have Doug Pelche from Trifecta Technologies. Came S- CEO yeah. and founder. I am. Yeah. yeah. And you hey came. There. It's great to talk to you guys. It's great to talk to you. So... Tell us a little bit about what you're doing and how you landed in tech. So I grew up in Toronto, Canada, took my degree in kinesiology and sports medicine. Oh, wow. Went, went off to graduate school and studied theology. And, Whoa. And, Whoa. Okay. And then after a, a small stint at Lehigh University in their MBA program, I got a job at IBM. And that got me into technology. What a natural path. I was going to say, is. yeah, exactly. My, my, my dad had told me 84% of students end up working in something completely unrelated to their field of studies. And so I studied what I wanted to. I never had any imagination that I would have been a technologist. But uh, that's what happened. 30 years later, here I am. There you go. Wow. So here you are. So tell us about Trifecta a little bit, and then we'll dive in and explore. Yeah, trifecta. We're 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 in Allentown, Pennsylvania, so we're just right across the state line, or right across the state. But we've got about sixty employees, and we've had a a company that just transformed as technology's transformed, and we can talk a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But today, you know, we are building web and mobile applications for some of the biggest and best run companies in the world. But we partnered with Salesforce.com, and we are unique in the Salesforce ecosystem in that we have this. 25-year history of building enterprise applications for some of the best companies. You've been doing this for literally so CRM, generations. Salesforce yeah. is your expertise? It, it is. And and Salesforce is much more than just CRM. I mean, I think they probably regret they took that as their stock symbol. Really? Because it started in 1999 as CRM. Right. But they've got into 
you know, their sales cloud is their CRM, but they've got a service cloud, they've got a marketing cloud, uh, they've got uh, applications that are specific for healthcare and banking. So Salesforce is more a platform for companies like mine to extend, right? You know, the applications for some of the the companies that want to have so, a three hundred and sixty degree view of their customers. So you are moving or opening up or coming to Pittsburgh. Yeah. So I, I, I've always had this idea that, you know, you, you start with one person and then you can say, I can build a company around that person. Um, I had friends when I went to university, they were engineers, they came to university to Waterloo and they were from Northern parts of Ontario, Canada. Well, there are no jobs for engineers up there. Um, but so their jobs they're going to have are going to be around Toronto, Ottawa. Uh, so I always said, I'm going to create a company where I'm going to have remote office locations. I don't want employees necessarily working from home, but, uh, uh, it's great. I like it, but I think I like to have the camaraderie, the collaboration and, uh, in an an actual physical space. Yeah. So I I think if we start here in, in Pittsburgh with a good account executive who can help develop Mm-hmm. Get the story about out about who Trifecta is. Um, this is a great place to build a company, to build another satellite for us. You've got a fantastic technology sector here with great universities. Um, and we're that way in Allentown. I mean, I, you know, I've got Lehigh University, Lafayette College, Muhlenberg College, DeSales, Kutztown. But um, one of the things we do in contrast to a lot of other consultant-type companies is our developers, our consultants, aren't on the road 90% of the year. Uh, they come to work in the morning. They go home at night. If they go to church, they can go to church. If they want to be with their kids. Or so with they can be kids. human beings and yeah, work exactly. for Trifecta. And, and we're Good taking content. advantage of today's right. technology and the way we, we present ourselves to our customers. And, uh, and so the same way, if I want to attract good people, I don't necessarily have to bring people from Pittsburgh to Allentown. I think we can start to create a, another remote office here where we can have, uh, you know, a half a dozen, a dozen people. And, and that's my vision right now is that we'll, we'll pick those next cities and it's great to pick them where, uh, you've got a, uh, a good university base where you can hire some good students and, and good people. We're glad so if here. people are listening, I'm sorry, if people are, as they're listening to you, what problems might they be wrestling with right now and how might you help them? My, from my customer's perspective? Yeah. So yeah. if someone's listening, yeah. and they go, hmm, my, how would I, often why would our, I want to call them? Yeah, why would uh, I want to reach out to them? Often our customers, they'll have disparate systems. So they're going to have, it's almost like a swivel chair movement. I have to look at one screen to see certain applications, another for others. So, so we'll build portal applications. We'll give a dashboard to the corporation, bringing multiple applications together and the key information that uh, executives or managers or even, uh, you know, the, the the normal general workers need to, to be able to do their job better. Um, we want to give companies that 360-degree view of their customers so they, you know, that everybody's almost reading from the same song sheet uh, as they're dealing with customers. It's almost like you're eliminating office whiplash. Yeah, exactly. You know, Keep it all on one screen, one dashboard right in front of you. Everyone's reading from the same page, the same music, right? And it's hard to believe it's 2018, but there are lots of companies, big companies, right. well-run companies that still have, you know, disparate systems that don't talk right. to each other. And a platform like Salesforce can bring 
all of those together. Right. And we can write the integration between whether it's their SAP background or their PeopleSoft or, or Oracle Financials, bring all of that together and show it on one dashboard, one, one dashboard, portal. Right. So. And it's, the, it's the power of the Salesforce. As you it mentioned is. before, the people don't, it's more than just CRM being, having the marketing side. All those different platforms with it can solve all the business problems. You can write them together. One big solution. It's true. And Salesforce, they sell themselves as clicks, not code. And, and that's a, it's great. But the truth is, for the biggest and best companies, you know, they, want, they want this integration with their back-end systems. And, and so that and includes ERP? It does. So now you can be integrating with your ERP systems. You can be integrating with your manufacturing systems or, di- or, or, or information that's on the manufacturing floor and bringing that out to that CRM system, that dashboard uh, that uh, employees are using. Yeah. Just reminding our listeners, we're talking to Doug Pelche from Trifecta Technologies, putting a new beachfront here in Pittsburgh out of Allentown. But we're so glad you're here in Pittsburgh. Thanks so much. Glad yeah. to be here. We want you to start building business here. It seems like obviously you offer some tremendous solutions. Is there a is there a size of company out there that, that's too big, too small? What is this, the sweet spot customer size for you guys? There's there? not. I think okay. enterprise accounts would be the sweet spot for us. I mean, mm-hmm. the companies, they've got a budget, they've got, they've got size, they've got problems, and the they problems got, are big problems. Exactly. Uh, and as much as we're a small company, our customers have been some of the biggest companies in the world. Pfizer, GlaxoSmithKline, Walt Disney Resorts, Starwood Hotels, uh, Penske Truck Leasing. I'm impressed. Uh, I'm officially impressed. Yeah, so Those are some names right there. I so love it. it's nice you know, that we can feel very comfortable that you know, we're dealing with some of the best companies and the best-run companies, and they, they're not going to spend... You know, the kinds of money they'll spend year in, year out on a company like ours if we weren't bringing great value to their corporations. For sure. But um, but uh, we do really well also in that mid-market. I mean, and many of the mid-market companies, they have a technology base. It might be the old IBM mid-range systems, the AS400s, the I-series, where their staff doesn't have the skills uh, for Salesforce. They haven't jumped into that. And so they Are can bring still expertise. still people doing that? Lots, lots. Lots of legacy stuff hanging so, out there, right? There I is. know. I just had a flashback. <laughs> yeah, that. you said that. Yes. I was like, like whoa, whoa. <laughs> pop servers. Yeah, it is. So there Mainframe. Yeah, so there's an opportunity, and That's we'll bring a level of expertise that they can't afford to be getting whoever it is on their staff trained and become an expert overnight. Absolutely. So people learn more about Trifecta. Where can they go and, and learn more and, and connect up and have some problems solved? Well, I've got Terry Deasy yes. here in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, Terry's very active. With and how the, will we find her? Uh, you can find her at uh, just go to trifecta.com. She'll be on our website for sure. Uh, I could probably give you Terry's cell phone number, but probably not appropriate on the, <laughs> probably on not. the radio. But <laughs> probably just not. Come, come to trifecta.com, uh, 1-800-TRIFECTA, and exactly. we can we can patch you through to Terry. Um, Definitely. She knows the Pittsburgh market here. I'm really excited that she's there she repping, she's repping trifecta for you guys. She's I great. I tell you, mm-hmm. that's what I say. I'll, I'll build a great business around good people. That's what it's all about. You got them all here. Thank you so Excellent. much, Doug. Hey, thanks so much. Appreciate so much. Trifecta, great, great company. So glad they're here in Pittsburgh. Hey, we're taking a quick break. We are coming back with more Tech Vibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. We're from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. We're for 35 years. We've been helping tech companies succeed. Learn more about us, pghtech.org. Nothing better than hanging out on a Friday night, Audrey, talking to the absolute coolest companies making Pittsburgh's tech sector pop, man. I'm serious. I couldn't wait to have these guys stop by. ERT is in the house with us. Yeah, they are. Let's let's uh, yeah. hear who's in the house. 
from and it stands for electronic research technology exactly. so let's start with jason hi there uh, thanks for having us tonight. Yeah. and you are director of operations readiness that's exactly right what does that mean so when we bring our new products to market i work with all of our marketing teams our sales teams our operational teams to make sure everybody knows what we're producing gotcha. so we can support our customers yeah great Okay, and you've been with the company Steven. since 2002, I believe. As that's well, right. Too, you said, that's which right. I mean, you got some serious history back when it was in vivo data. That's right. Back that in was the day. Way back in the day, that's right. Collected patient reported outcomes, and then uh, ERT purchased us in 2012 right. and have been with that company since. That's great. Fantastic. And you brought, your, you brought someone with you? I did. Steven. Yes. Steven Grant's talent acquisition partner. Yeah. Okay. So we have a bunch of stuff to talk about here. So let's sort of just set the table and uh, talk about what. ERT is and what you do, who your clients are. Great. Talk so about what the tough you're problems you're solving every day. That's God, it. Yeah, well, crazy absolutely. Work. Yeah. I mean, our goal is really to help the pharmaceutical companies bring medicines to the market that really change people's lives and mm -hmm. help pro hopefully provide a cure for whatever they're affected by. Um, and this is all medicine. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, it goes from the, there's a vast range of the clinical trials that we're involved with. So pharmaceuticals and biotechs are our customers. We're a global data and technology service provider. We basically work with these companies to collect the data from the patients. So whether, ah. whether it be cardiac safety, pulmonary function testing, imaging, and what's also called patient-reported outcomes, we gather that data put it in a specialized way so that the, the pharmaceutical companies can have it when they submit it to the FDA or any other regulatory authority to make sure the drug works and is safe for patients. Wow. Yeah. Uh, how many, I'm, I'm assuming you've been working with so many different companies along so many different types of cures and, and, and so forth. Like, I, I just talk about the being able to positively impact so many lives with, yeah. with so what do, you do. You actually collect data on clinical trials, right? That's right. It's all in the clinical trials. Right. Um, so just to give you, to Jonathan, answer your question, yeah. um, we work with 48 of the top 50 pharmaceutical companies. Where are the other two? And it, what is wrong right. with we're, them? We're, we're Come on. on them. That's Come right. on. We're working on them. And then I'll also, make a call or two if you need me to. <laughs> we'll hopefully after this. Okay. <laughs> um, nine of 10 clinical research organizations, which they are the companies that work with the pharmas to run the clinical trials. The test, right. Okay, so they can submit that data to the FDA and all that kind that, of stuff? It's exactly right. Right. So we've worked on 13,000 trials to date. Um, in 2017, there were 600 drugs approved from the FDA, and we were involved with 60% of those. Wow. Right, so mm. our, our technology touched them somehow, some way. That's amazing. That's yeah, why when I say they're making Pittsburgh pop, I'm not kidding, man. <laughs> That's right. All the way around. That's right. So you have 200 people here. What are you, who are those people? What are the profiles and, and what are need, their skill sets? Yeah, and you need more and of do them. you need any more yeah. of them? Yes, we absolutely do. Um, here in... Here in 2018, we're actually ramping up uh, on hiring, um, and uh, we, we were projecting on continuous hiring across, you know, the organization. Um, here in Pittsburgh, you know, we are looking for project management, uh, project, uh, you know, management product development, data management, uh, anywhere from, you know, the IT space to the HR, the finance. Uh, so across the organization here, uh, not only in Pittsburgh, but also uh, in the U.S., uh, we have we have positions across. Say, obviously, yeah, you're going across the country. Yes, but here in Pittsburgh, I mean, I'm so happy to hear you're adding more capacity here. We we are we are we have yeah. like I said we we roughly are around 200 people. Uh, we're down in Station Square, um, and uh, a, a big a big part of our team here is the project management side. Um, so certainly, uh, you know, talent here in Pittsburgh that is looking to start a career uh, in in that field, you know, can certainly. 
uh, follow our our careers page and also me on social media. We well, yeah. That. Well, tell us about the careers page. Where, where can people go? I could give us some give us a, a good website. So um, we are at www.ert.com. Uh, that's our our company career uh, or our company website. Um, there's a tab for careers. Uh, you can actually filter through uh, based on type of job that you're interested in as well as uh, location. Uh, so you can search there. Um, you can also follow ERT on uh, Twitter uh, at ERT Global, um, and as well as uh, search for ERT on uh, yeah. LinkedIn. It's so what's a, it like to work at the company? Uh, it, it's a it's a dynamic culture. Um, we we certainly have um, our four core you know competencies, which uh, basically evolve around being proactive, being adaptive, um, collaborating with uh, not only the folks in your office but the folks across the globe, mm-hmm. uh, and then being accountable. Um, so it's a fast-paced, very dynamic uh, environment. Uh, there's lots of opportunities to do interesting work, uh, to test your own boundaries, and to be exposed to new ways of thinking. Um, we are a work smart and play hard environment. Uh, so Absolutely. you know, right, right. Our, our culture is to build on collaboration, uh, respect, and uh, breaking boundaries. Well, I'm assuming with guys like Jason being there since 2002, <laughs> you got to be having a lot of fun. Know, you know, right? you're you're really like you're working hard. You're impacting the quality of people's lives. You're seeing results. You see, 60 percent of drugs being approved because of what you guys do. I'd be so fired to come work every day. You can hire me right now if you want to. Well, and right, I will give you a reference. And, and, and Audrey will give me a reference, yes. <laughs> I, <think laughs> I can so. do some yeah, great right. project management. That, that, At least I think I can. <laughs> no, it is. It's a, it's a very passionate organization. Yeah. For folks, yeah. You know, when we see what we're producing, we're helping. Everyone's affected by something, mm-hmm. right? So all of our family members or right. friends, whatever it might be, we're helping to impact that and hopefully bring better lives to them. Um, and so people get a chance if they work in your office here in Pittsburgh, they get a chance to work with all these other offices around the world, right? Is that how you knit the organization together? Right, right, right. Yes. Uh, you know, our, our offices here in the U.S. Um, include, you know, here in Pittsburgh, our headquarters are in Philadelphia. Um, we have a large operation in Boston, uh, some newer offices in Cleveland, as well as St. Louis. Um, so, you know, we have a one ERT mentality uh, to where we don't just operate with mm. the folks in so our... So if I wanted to move here from another office, I could? There there would be an opportunity for that. As a matter of fact... Wow. Um, so can we... you close the office in Cleveland and just move, <laughs> just move them all over here? Come on. We've got to give them something. Philly, yeah. they don't have a Philly, football team, Philly right? too so... while you're at it, right? Come on. <laughs> well, we if you were a part of the Cleveland office and you actually wanted to experience uh, the culture and the lifestyle here in Pittsburgh, right. uh, we have an employee exchange program for all of our employees. Really? Uh, yeah, and it's it's a pretty cool program to... Uh, which if you are, you know, if you've been a part of ERT for a certain amount of time, uh, you can actually spend about a month or so in a different office. You can live and work out of that office. Oh, that's cool. Um, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So you get to see that, like, you know, that that sort of culture. You get to work and be collaborative with that particular group of folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so you it's, can still your, do your work. Yeah, change your Absolutely. scenery for a Absolutely. month and see what else people are doing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's fun. I mean, typically folks from here will go to our Tokyo office or somewhere in Switzerland or Germany. Oh, I'd go to Switzerland. Right. Switzerland for a month. Perfect. But but you'd be surprised how many folks to come to Pittsburgh and are wowed when they get here. Oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It is great. For efficiency purposes, I said you could close down a few of those That's right. Just bring (laughs) to Pittsburgh, you know, where all the action is. Yeah. So that's really awesome. Um, And your growth is pretty dramatic. And is that that parallels what's happening in the world, right? More clinical trials, or what do you think is happening in the industry? Well, I mean, I, I think our company 
is a specialized company. I right. think we're the leaders in our space. Um, we do we have a thirty percent growth rate. Right, from over that's year, over year. Thirty is pretty Man, that significant. Is significant. That's right. Remember that, Jonathan. That. I, know. I want to increase our budget. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, they're doing. He goes, oh, five percent. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it is. Um, so it, it is clinical trials. I mean, just getting out there with the our customers. And yes, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of streamlining in the clinical trial space as far as getting drugs to market and safer drugs, effective drugs to market in a faster time manner. Without a doubt. Yeah, that's just impressive. And so um, these drugs are across every aspect of life. So it could be cancer. It could be exactly. mental health. Oncology. Be... That's right. Mental health. Um, migraines to urinary incontinence to rheumatoid arthritis, right? So it, it's all over the space. Epilepsy, whatever you, I'm sure yeah. you name it, we've we've touched it somehow, right? And so it is. It's it's uh, we're proud of that. Right, right. So the, so what kind of people are you recruiting right now? What are you looking for right now? So um, you know, here in Pittsburgh, like I mentioned before, um, project management. Um, we we do have a finance and accounting team that sits here. Um, we have an HR. Uh, generalist position uh, as a as a business partner um, yeah. position that we're recruiting for currently, um, you know a, across the the organization, you know I, I also support positions in Boston and Philadelphia with my talent acquisition team, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know we're pretty heavy on social media, um, so you know anything that we have here in Pittsburgh as well as uh, in in the U.S. we really are promoting it on LinkedIn sure. on Twitter, um, and, and and we're really looking to. Uh, add the right folks and, and raise the talent bar, and I think Pittsburgh is a great market to do that. Um, oh, yeah. Right? I mean, in this, in the techno, you know, in the IT space. So tell us a little bit more about the Pittsburgh office itself, because being that we're here in Pittsburgh, talking about what's going on, right. sure, with the open positions, like sure, yeah. Right. I mean, it's good. we got a couple minutes here, so I'm just curious just to learn more about Pittsburgh and Station Square and and, and your access. To it's it's an exciting. It's an it's it's an exciting location uh, to be a part of. You know, it's right downtown. Um, you know, we're, we're actually on the second and third floor, uh, of the Westgate building down on station square. So oh, nice views. Um, absolutely beautiful view. Um, you know, the 200 people, you know, some folks, uh, are remote, but you know, for the most part, Monday through Friday, the office is alive. Uh, it's energetic. Um, uh, peep, it's an open cube, you know, environment. People are collaborating and, and they're adapting to change. I mean, it's a, it's a work hard, like we mentioned, work right. hard, exactly play right. hard yeah. environment. But it's all about, um, and, and we have, you know, team gatherings, we have uh, happy hours. We we do things uh, to get our employees more involved, um, as well as you know we're very uh, evident in the in the community. I mean we're we have different uh, activities throughout the, the year that we're we're involved with the community. So um, uh, it's it's a great location uh, for me personally and uh, to recruit for. You know right? I mean the sure. location and, and ERT the name sort of sells itself, but. Uh, um, you know, lots of lots of cool yeah. things. So ERT.com, there's a whole careers page there, and obviously very active on social media, as you said. So, so you know, dial in on Twitter and Facebook, you can really get an idea of what the company's all about, and think about it as a place for your next your next move, job wise. Because right. you could be working in Switzerland a few, uh, a few shortly after that <laughs> if you if you see if you can make the uh, the, the transfer. Such a cool Absolutely. company. So glad you guys could really stop is. by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you very Thanks much. For Thank you us. both. Fantastic Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Hey, we're taking a quick break. We're coming back with more. Tech Vibe Radio. I just love these stories we're bringing to the people here, Audrey. I mean, Pittsburgh's home to these companies. Every Friday night, we tell their stories. Anyhow, this is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Learn more about us and the Pittsburgh Technology Council by going to pghtech.org and follow us on Twitter at pghtech. Welcome back, everybody. You are tuned in to Tech Vibe Radio. And Audrey, I am particularly fired up for this segment. Talking about some of my favorite things. Investment in computer science companies. Well, I'm who? just saying, man. Ha- I'm just saying. Who do we have saying. in the house? Yes. We have 
Jim Futrell. Yeah. With? The Allegheny Conference. Doing? Market research. There you go. Exactly. Mark and then DeSantis, we have? Mark DeSantis, CEO of Roadbotics. Mark, new, stranger to the show. You've been on here on many different yeah, company names. Times, yeah, different And companies. your latest company is really, really cool. And you're going to be uh, telling us about that in a second. But yep. we're going to kick it off with Jim here because the Allegheny Conference just released a really cool study. Every year they, they announce their scorecard. So I'll let you talk about this, Jim. Tell us about the scorecard and what was leading the way in investment in the Pittsburgh region. Uh, well, the business investment scorecard is um, something the Allegheny Conference has been doing for 11 years now. Mm-hmm. We uh, collaborate with about two dozen uh, regional organizations to identify businesses that have announced expansions or investments over the past 12 months. And um, every year we um, then take a look at the emerging trends. Uh, it's not really a scientific methodology, but it provides some great indicators about where the economy's headed. And uh, this year, the uh, information technology and computer science uh, sector emerged as the most active sector, uh, generating the most announcements. Uh, over, uh, we identified 59 okay. uh, companies that yeah. were either starting up, uh, adding headcount, coming to the region, uh, in a, with a pro, uh, projected uh, almost 1,900 new jobs. So That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Exciting. And so we have Mark DeSantis, as we mentioned earlier in the house, who is running a company called Roadbotics. So give us the yeah, and he of the high level notes. explanation. Yeah. So give us he was par- he was part of that list. He was one of the companies yeah. making Pittsburgh yeah the city that it is. We're in that computer science category subcategory. So <laughs> company was started at Carnegie Mellon. Technology was born in the Robotics Institute. Effectively, is download an app on a cell phone, put cell phone in a windshield, camera face forward. Drive a car to normal speed after you've turned the app on, collects all that data. As soon as it sees a friendly Wi-Fi, it goes up to the cloud. And our Magic Box AI uh, machine learning-based platform then takes the image data from that data, extracts the road surface in particular, and assesses the road just like a pavement engineer would look at road. Whoa. So we look for yep. block cracks, edge cracks, all the things you've probably never heard of that a pavement engineer who's looking at asphalt or concrete or even a gravel road knows well. And Pittsburgh's a great town to prove that out. Well, too, you huh? know, Pittsburgh, we have 46 customers in 13 states yeah. and two countries, and we also follow, we recently won an award, their annual award from the American Society for Civil Engineers. I saw that. Innovation yeah. Award. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, they rate infrastructure in the United States yeah. uh, and roads in particular, among other things, and put Pittsburgh in a category of kind of middle of the pack. Right. So we're not as bad guess, as we think we are. Do you want to guess the I worst go to city? Boston? Yeah. Worst city in the country, 100 largest cities. Take a guess. I say Boston. Nope. I, I go to Boston. I say Houston, Texas. Nope. Chicago. Nope. San Francisco. Really? 40% of their roads are rated poor. Really? That's, that's almost 4,000 miles of roads that are going to need, per mile, a million and a half to $2 million. Oh, my. 4,000. Wow. And what are the... what? So when it's rated poorly, what does that mean? So people say, well, you're the pothole company. No, we're not. Actually, potholes are the are a road that's at the end of its useful life, more or less. And that means you have to dig up that road and replace it. That's exactly. incredibly expensive, a million and a half to three million bucks a mile. What you want to do is see a road that's just before it's bad. So you can fix it ahead of time, and right? make a small, inexpensive fix. And you spot that stuff. Exactly. So fixing potholes is like curing cancer with surgery. It's just not going to work all the time. You really want to... Catch it before it becomes gotcha. cancerous, if you will. So before before you see a pothole, and then you make a very inexpensive fix, and you can extend the useful life of that road indefinitely. And only in Pittsburgh would a company like this come, which is why I'm so excited, Jim, that you mm. track this stuff. So you see the companies like the Roadbotics mm. out there that are making the difference. And as you said, for the first time 
it is the it is the IT and computer science companies that are leading the way for new investments in the right. region. For the first time since when? Since we started tracking. Yeah. In 11 years? Yeah. Right. And yeah, traditionally manufacturing had uh, emerged right. as the most active sector. I guess that. energy for a while too when when energy was really so, popular. Yeah. So that includes private equity, venture, seed and loans? Yeah, we measure this by a company uh, announcing uh, plans to add headcount. So okay. it's not really based on th- that oh, type okay. of investment. Okay. Um, so it's based on people. People, yes. Well, we actually have two types of uh, wins that we identify. The um, investment wins, which are companies saying we're going to add people or have added people, and development wins, which is investment in infrastructure, real estate. Opening space, so kind of right. creating the uh, tools that businesses need to grow. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Mark, how many people are at Robotics now? 30. 30? 30 Wait, people. back up. This is, this is, I remember when you were first launching, there was like three or four of you yeah, in the yeah. sender, yeah. and I'm like, now there's 30 of you. Yeah. Oh All my. in Pittsburgh? All in Pittsburgh. That's awesome. It's uh, it's challenging. I mean, there's a lot of competition now, particularly for the higher-end talent. You know, we use a lot of high-math okay. computer science folks, and the competition for them is incredibly I intense. I only imagine. And so how are you, I, yeah. where are you recruiting from? Uh, everywhere. In fact, we're getting people uh, from outside the region. Yeah. Uh, we, Carnegie so Mellon is here? a great source. Mm-hmm. Carnegie, You're relocating people? They're, yes. Now, we haven't done that a lot, but some. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, That's what I'm talking about. Carnegie Mellon is the, in, in Pitt, uh, has both been um, great sources. Yeah. Um, the challenge is you got to make it an exciting place. I mean, the fo- folks we hire are mo- a lot of millennials. And- I was going to ask you about that. And how, what's the secret yeah. sauce? You, you got to be a you got to be a company that's got something going on. I mean, having <laughs> been a part of, <laughs> to put it simply, I've been a part of different tech companies, and um, you know, either you know advisor, employee, founder, right. or that. And if you don't have momentum, you're not, uh, you're people not smell it, it and they, they're they not interested. So the millennials, first and foremost, it's got to be a, a company that's going forward and exciting and has potential. Uh, salaries are less a concern. Um, I think uh, giving people the freedom, they want to know they're not going into a bureaucracy uh, right. and so on. I was going to say, especially the idea that, that at a company like yours, you can really be making an impact. You can be a yeah, much a big bigger wheel in the machine. I know recently we had uh, we had a, actually it was through the Allegheny Conference, we had a really cool media dinner where we introduced some, some national media to some local companies and there was a woman uh, uh, who was an engineer at Carnegie uh, Robotics. She could work anywhere in the world she wants. She's like, I came to Carnegie Robotics because I could be a project lead. I could be a lead engineer. On, it was actually a floor Zamboni that polishes floors. And for her to, to be part of that, like that's why she came to Pittsburgh. There's an there's a interesting thing about tech companies in Pittsburgh, in my experience, and even employees inside yeah. tech companies. Pittsburgh just kind of a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. So they, they look at the same people, the same credentials, get big jobs in Silicon Valley, yeah. New York, and Boston. Same credentials. Uh, no different. But they're in Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh, as sexy and exciting as it is, there's still it's still not Silicon Valley, New York, or Boston. Right. And having said that, people, I think, here have a little bit more to prove, and they're willing to try and do you know, push themselves a little, a little further. Now, the investment community is a, little, is a whole different uh, discussion, perhaps, but in terms of the employees, the founders, the the people around the company, you know, they're motivated. They really want to. They want to have an impact and beyond Pittsburgh and even beyond the U.S. So, um, so it's an exciting time. As people have said that, you know, many times. I've been here a while, right? And I've said it before in the past, but I will tell you when I say it this time, I really mean it. It's Absolutely. really an exciting time to be here. 
So what else do you want to tell us, Jim, about some of your findings? Well, yeah. I think it's exciting to hear about Mark's growth to 30, yeah. which means he'll be on our list for the uh, 2018 I was going to say, he's already too. on the list, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to get back to the office and add you. You're an uh, award winner already, dude. I love it. <laughs> yeah, But um, I think you know some of the more other uh, findings, one, uh, we had a great year for capital investment. We identified over $5.5 billion that was announced to be invested in the region. And so is that venture money? Is that PE money? That is... Um, it's, it runs across the spectrum. Some of the the, the big sources of it, um, really, kind of the two biggest generators were the investments in healthcare infrastructure that were being announced by uh, UPMC uh, yeah, and Allegheny definitely. Health Network ah, right, and right, right. Hospital. Okay. Um, also, the building out of the energy infrastructure here in the region. So, I, knew, I knew the shell cracker a few years ago really spiked the energy number up because of obviously billions of dollars of investment for that particular. Right. Piece. Yeah. Right. So that was uh, a 2016 right. win, and that yeah that year there was a total of 10.5 billion in capital investment uh, generated. Um, yeah, and so the energy infrastructure is, I think, an important part of the evolution. We're, we're not seeing the additions to headcount anymore, but a lot of uh, investments in the pipelines and compressors and you know, this whole new generation of natural gas-fueled power mm-hmm. plants that are under construction throughout the region. So good time to work in construction. Yeah. Um, you know, these aren't necessarily going to be generators of permanent jobs, but uh, a lot of uh, construction employees are going to be needed. Absolutely. I, and also, if people want to learn more about this, you have a great presentation on all these numbers. Where, you Where can, can they through, find it? Yeah, is there a great place for us to go to the Allegheny Conference's website and, and check this all out? Uh, yeah, we do have a um, graphic on there, the Allegheny Conference website. You'll uh, If you go either to the AlleghenyConference.org or PittsburghRegion.org, right. which is the website for our affiliate, the Pittsburgh Regional Alliance, uh, it will be one of the um, uh, the things identified in the scroll at the top. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. No, that's fantastic. I'm glad you're tracking it. And what I love is we bring in a guy like Mark DeSantis here who is a serial entrepreneur. And I learned that his company now has 30 people. Like, I remember running into a sender when the sender was mm-hmm. first opening up. Like, yeah, I'm kind of setting up shop yeah. here. I'm thinking, you and a couple people, cool. We're taking the, over the space. Ex- I, say, I think you own it now or yeah, something. Yeah, I, okay. I think we're half the people in that space, actually. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, like Actually, literally. I don't know, it's just uh, such, <laughs> such a great success story. And I know that us tracking them lets us see where we're going and – Hey, man, IT and computer science, technology, it's making Pittsburgh grow, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Guys We're proud. Are all so glad you guys are able to stop by and hang out. Sure. Uh, so Appreciate people want to learn more about Roadbotics, where yeah. can they go? Uh, yeah. www.road, R-O-A-D, botics, play on the words, yeah. .com. What a fascinating company. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I oh. encourage people. We're hiring. So yeah. Are you, what are you looking for? Out. Uh, variety. So we're looking for data scientists on the on the techie side, software engineers, um, we're also looking for data labelers. So in the machine learning place, you got to kind of right. teach the machine yeah. what to look for and people who label right. uh, wow. drivers. In some cases, we're still collecting data in Ooh. some places. Are you? I Jonathan so. can drive. I'll do driving part-time. If you want. Yeah. Jonathan we, we can do, drive. We, we've used Uber drivers and other people, and they right. have side income driving or-, or uh, Driving for road bikes. And they travel a lot. So if you're prepared to get on an airplane to fly to Alaska- Oh, yeah. Or, uh, Arizona. Whoa. Or Australia. You know, we can use you. Let's hook it up, man. Yeah. So, so cool. Anyhow, yeah. thanks for stopping by, sure. guys. Thank you. Another Thank you. another Tech Vibe Radio under the belt, Audrey. You know, it's the end of June, which means we are rolling into Tech 50 season. We're going to be announcing finalists in about six weeks. So we're, we're, we're tabulating right now, and we're very excited because this is like year number 22 for us. Is it? Doing Tech really? 50. Yeah, man. It's a big deal. A lot of people showing up. So keep your, keep your uh, dial tuned right here because we will be making more announcements as the summer goes 
by. Anyhow, learn more about us at pghtech.org. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Have an awesome weekend, everybody. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.